We'll do a review of Lakuti uh, Sichas in Chelik uh, Yudches, the first Sicha for the Parsha Shlach. The Rebbe explains the first Rashi, it's a Rashi Sicha in the Parsha. Rashi asks, what is the connection between the end of the previous Parsha and the beginning of our Parsha? The Rebbe is going to explain what Rashi's question here is. And um, the Rebbe is going to learn a tremendous uh, interpretation over here. The Rebbe teaches that the problem with the Maraglin was the Iske Dibor. It was that they occupied themselves with negativity. Not they necessarily, they spoke Lashon Hara. Uh, it was the Iske Dibor. The Rebbe will also learn a, a tremendous uh, hero that... Uh, the fact that one should stick out their neck for another person that Moshe Rabbeinu was soimech disparshis just to try to give the meraglim an opportunity to, to do teshuva. The Rebbe also talks about the idea of ro that they actually saw versus so they should have known and many, many other interesting points in the sicha as we will learn inside. So let's learn inside now. Shlach, Ois Aleph. In Ascholos HaSedra, in the beginning of this Sedra, Shtelzich Rashi Evdeverte, Rashi bases himself on the words, Shlach Lecho Anoshim, sent to you people. This was what Moshe Rabbeinu, uh, Hashem says to Moshe, this is the beginning of the parsha. he says to him, Shlach Lecho Anoshim V'yosuras Eretz Kinan, Send people based on your uh, desire. Uh, send people, let them uh, investigate the land of Canaan and uh, that I'm giving to Bnei Yisrael. David there tells them he should send one person per tribe. And this Parsha follows immediately the end of Parsha's Noso, uh, In the end of Parsha's Baaloischa, is Pasik says So Rashi explains he uh, separated himself from his wife and uh, and then Hashem uh, was very upset with them and she developed Saraz and she was um uh, closed and the people waited for her for seven days. Uh, she had to be uh, separated until she became clean after seven days. And uh, and then it was that the people waited for her. Cried out to Hashem. And then uh, so he says, And then she will be gathered in, and she was closed at the Yosef Miriam. And then it says, And the people waited until Miriam was gathered in back into the community after she was uh, outside of the camp. So she was brought back in. And then the people went from, traveled from Chatzeris, which is where they were, to this other place where they went to. 
And after this, we go to the beginning of this week's parsha to the Shlach Lecha Anoshim, by Dabr Hashem Leimer, about sending this part. So here, the Rebbe explains that uh, the Rashi, the Rebbe brings down the Rashi, so it says, So why was the portion of the Maraglim, which is the beginning of Parsha Slach, placed close to the portion of Miriam? Rashi answers, For she has been smitten, she got Tzoraz, Hashem uh, punished her with Tzoraz because of her occupation with Diba, with her speech. As we'll see, the Rebbe will explain this very well later on, the Iski Diba, what it means. She spoke against her brother, she spoke against Moshe Rabbeinu, saying that Moshe Rabbeinu separated from his wife. And these evil people, the people from sent to the Asmeraglim, they saw, they witnessed this, and they did not take a lesson from this to stay away from speaking Dibo against Eretz Yisrael. And that's why these portions are placed next to each other. So, so first of all, the Rebbe explains What's the problem? The way the Rebbe makes the Cheshbon from Rashi and the, the Gemara, but it's certainly that the end, the seventh day of the um, of the closing that Miriam was closed was on the 28th day of Sivan. The Maraglim were sent on the 29th day of Sivan. So it turns out that the next day after Miriam was back into the camp, on the, after the 28th, the very next day, the story of the Meraglim, they traveled from Chatzeris, and where the story of Miriam took place, and then they went to the Midbar Poron, and over there we have the story of the Meraglim. So it seems like it belongs, it fits right after the story of Miriam comes the story of the Meraglim. So why is Rashi asking Loma Nismacha? And besides that, Rashi, even if it's not exactly fitting, Rashi doesn't usually ask why one thing comes after the other. As we already spoken many times, as fundem, from the fact, was nor in only in, in very uh, specific places, a few places, counted places, Rashi will give an answer for the reason Rashi will explain why are Parsha next to each other? So that is evident from that we see, since Rashi doesn't usually do that, that based on the style of Pshat, of simple meaning, which is the Derech Rashi, this is Rashi's path, Rashi's style, and his commentary on the Torah is the Pshat. It's not a question, why are these portions closed? So it's not an issue Rashi doesn't address in most cases, why one Parsha comes after the other one. But how much more so that Rashi doesn't address an issue like this, when the parishes come, and I'll say that as money, if the portions come chronologically in order that one thing followed the other, Rashi will not explain why does this parsha come after the other. They belong after each other. So there's no explanation Rashi usually. 
So how come in our cases need movement So in our case, it's not understood. Frank, actually, this is questioned by the commentators. Since sending of the Meraglin is for Gikumen took place, Gleich noch Parshis Miriam. Immediately after the portion, the story with Miriam. The day after of the seven days that Miriam was closed and was outside of the Machana and the camp, wait for, waited for her. So why is there a question over here in the simple learning over here? So why is Rashi saying So that's to understand the Chlal, what's Rashi's problem? And then in Oiz Beis, the Rebbe takes apart the details of all the specific language Rashi uses over here in this Rashi. Base. So Oiz Beis. Also, we need to understand Kamo the Yukim in Loshan Rashi. We have to understand several pieces in Rashi's language. Umehem. Aleph, number one. Rashi uses Lifishalokso al Iske Dibo. She was smitten. She got the Tsaras for her occupation in Dibo. What is the meaning of Dibo? Dibo doesn't necessarily mean uh, bad, as the Rebbe will bring down, but she was smitten because of Loshan Hara, it would seem. So Rashi should say, Shalokso al Loshan Hara. Rashi should Rashi should have said for speaking bad, bad tongue. She spoke bad. Rashi himself in the portion of Shmois, we're talking about Miriam, he says, He says, Miriam was smitten because she spoke Loshan Hara. Why is Rashi saying, It's sort of a non-clear uh, language, say Loshan Hara. Especially, as the Rebbe points out now, the word, Dibo doesn't necessarily mean bad. The kashi is not starker. The question is actually stronger. In Avaita, the composite later on Rashi Taichis. The composite says, They spoke Dibo Sa'oretz. And says, Rashi says, The word Dibo Sa'oretz, Taich Rashi of the word Dibo, Rashi says Dibo. Kol Dibo. Anytime you say when a person brings out Dibo, Spreads dibor, takes out dibor. Loshen chinuch devarim. That means just to talk a lot, lots of words. Sometimes it's for good, and sometimes it's for bad. Just talking a lot is called dibor. That's why the pasuk has to say there that it was raw because dibor itself doesn't yet tell you that it's bad. It just means you talk about it. So since dibor doesn't mean bad. So why does Rashi say that she was smitten because of the preoccupation with talking? In Dibas nit mukhrat So it doesn't mean necessarily that she did a sin. It is also possible to be good, as Rashi says, So why are we saying she was smitten for iski Dibo? Should have said Lashon Hara, what she did bad, wrong. And based as the Rebbe will explain later on in his answer, that actually the hate of the Maraglim wasn't so much that they spoke bad, it was because they preoccupied themselves with Baredin and to discuss and to prolong, which was something that 
is a negative, as the Rebbe will explain later on, Ba'arichas. Base. The second question the Rebbe asks here is, Farmosi is Rashi Moisif, that she had spoken against her brother. She spoke against Moshe Rabbeinu. Miriam spoke against Moshe Rabbeinu. But why is that important to know she was smitten because she speaks Lashon Hara? Does it make a difference she speaks Lashon Hara against her brother, against somebody else? What is important here is that she was smitten because of the preoccupation with the Dibo. Why is there such a difference to us to know about whom that she spoke, that she discussed her brother, she discussed Moshe Rabbeinu? Why is that important? And number three, why does Rashi prolong in his language and he writes, and these evil people they saw. Why Rashi could have just said, and they saw. Why did Rashi call them and uh, call them out? These Rishoyim. Rashi They saw what took place and they did not take a lesson. Why call them Rishoyim Halolu? These Rishoyim. We know who we're talking about. As I said, we know we talk about the Meraglim. Number four. Hadiyuk, the specific language that Rashi says, Ro, they saw, and they did not take a lesson from what they saw. Why does Rashi not use another lash that Rashi used? Elsewhere, they saw a lesson that Miriam was punished, and they didn't keep, they didn't stick to it. It's elsewhere in Chumash. Over here, Rashi specific says, as the Rebbe will explain that. That Pasuk is in the body of Yudal of Beis. Hey, Farvosis are mighty in the Mdibur, number, question number five, why does Rashi quote in his Dibur Hamaschil, in his opening, in the heading for this Pasuk, Rashi says, Technically, Rashi is just explaining why Shlach is next to Baalosho, the end of the Parshas Miriam. Why does he quote from the Pasuk Lecha Anoshim? As Vod Given Genuk to Maitik Zayn, the word Shlach, it would have been sufficient if Rashi would have quoted the word Shlach. Alderech vi in one Parshas Baalosho. And also, the Parshas Baalosho, Rashi over there asks, Rashi is Echmer Farish Smichas Parshas. Rashi also explains that why is the Parshas Baalosho? Next to the parshas and the parshas, next to the to the carbonus of the nesim. So over there, Rashi explains over there. Lo manis mecha parshas hamenoyra baaloischa, which is the parsha menoyra. The parshas hanesim to the section of the nesim, which is discussed in the end of parshas nosei. So what does Rashi quote from the pasuk? He doesn't quote any more. Unstaltzichum is mightik nor the word baaloischa. Rashi places himself and he quotes from the verse only the word baaloischa. He says why need baaloischa sanedis. So why does over here Rashi quote Shlach Lecho Anoshim? Okay. So the Rebbe is going to explain this basically by first explaining the question of the Ramban to understand the Chlal. What is it so terrible that the Benaglim, what did they do so bad? They came back a report. They were sent to give a report. And they gave the report the way they understood it. And even before they concluded, which uh, we can't go with, they weren't asked 
to give an opinion, they were just asked to look, and they concluded But we see that Vayas Kolev, the Rebbe brings out, that took place in the Pasuk before that. So, why did what did they do so bad? And the Rebbe says we can find reason and rationalization to try to explain, really, what is it that they did, because even if they, they said, they didn't see, they were sent to see how and they didn't see, even if Hashem did miracles, how could Hashem do such a miracle? It seemed like impossible to them. What, 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 what is so terrible? And, and the Rebbe said that the, the, the terrible the Rebbe was going to learn was that instead of going to Moshe Rabbeinu and discussing it with Moshe Rabbeinu and, and, and telling him what their concerns are, they came and they made a big to-do about it and they started to iski Dibur. And this is what the problem over here is. Let's look inside. Gimel. But we'll understand this by introducing the question that the Ramban asks. Was it such a great sin of the, uh, of the spies? They, the scouters, is What was their mission? What did they were they sent for? Was to to find out what kind of a land is it? And what is the nation that sits in that land? Is he strong? Is he weak? What kind of cities are they? Fortified cities? The easy cities? So they were is I'm quoting the Ramban. What's their sin? What is their guilt? What did they do? They tell the Memes that they related the truth. They said what they saw. It's a powerful people. And there is fortified great cities. So they told back what they saw. Well, maybe they shouldn't have concluded. They wouldn't ask to say, but they were already saying things wrong from the beginning because we say, Vayas kolov immediately. Meken itfar enfer. You cannot answer. Azeir chetis bashtanen in dem zog. That what was their sin in by they said in zog eretz echelas yeshveho that it's a see it's a land which consumes its inhabitants. Oh, there is a remorse designed to them bozeim gizem, or the fact that they added to what they have seen. Oichamaskone. Also, a conclusion as we won't be able to go out for he is stronger than him and than us, which means we won't be able to do it. While with the Ramban Zokt, as the Ramban says, even before they says the words, so Golov got involved. And Kolev made the people silence. So why, why did he make them silence to the people over there? As you see in the Pesach of Ches, they said, So they're telling them about the people. And then right after that, Vayaz Kolev that took place, and we will be able to. So Kolev interrupted them as soon as they brought down FSK Azaom. They say it's true that it's Zavas Kolev Udvosh, Ashalachtonu, Bzepirio, FSK Azaom, Vorim Gutsur, Betsuris Gudelis, and it tells them about Amolik, 
which is all seemingly true. Then Vayas Kolim. Afterwards, they say further that or they said that was later on. So you see clearly that and he silenced them. He's moving from them. So from that we understand as the free decade, that just what they said before that the nation is strong, powerful, the big cities, they were not proper. That's why Kolov had to silence them. So what did they do? What did they do wrong? What is it wrong with them by saying what they saw? And it was wrong right from the beginning. And another thing, the Rebbe says, even what they said, you can justify. Even their following words and their conclusion of is that we will not be able to go up. We can find a justification. We can learn a, a merit for them. Nitachet, that it's not a sin. Zehom nitgizokt loy nala. They say we're not going up. Mirvelen nitarevgen, hepech tzibu Hashem, which would be going against the Hashem's command. We will not. They didn't say that. Nor loy nuchalalis. They said loy nuch, we can't, we will not be able to. Loy zeir opshats in the shtarkat from the Yeshve or it's based on their estimation about the strength of the people that sit in the land, and the strength, the powers that the Jews possess, the Jewish people don't have, according to nature, the power to conquer Eretz Yisrael. So, why is that such a sin? We can say if they said, we're not going up, they mean they're going against Hashem. But if they say, we're not able to go up, so they believe that they don't have the koyach to, to go up. So what's, what's so terrible? Furthermore, even when they say that he's stronger than him, and as Rashi explains, they said it towards Hashem, that Stronger than Hashem. So when you learn it according to the simple meaning, this does not constitute a denial of Hashem. They were just basically saying that the nations are so much stronger than the Jews are. We can't even imagine how we will be able to succeed even if Hashem did miracles. And you see this actually from the response of Kolev. Kolev did not say that it's not going to take a miracle, but he says, even if it would take the outstanding miracle of going up to the skies, we will do that because Hashem can do anything. But it just means that they just estimated that in ordinary miracles, you cannot accomplish that, which was actually uh, reasonable. And 
Why would that be a chait? Because the far is Kolev's taina, and for what was Kolev's argument against the Meraglim? His response given, didn't argue that we could naturally conquer Israel. He didn't just say that Hashem will overcome the nations by performing regular miracles. Not He says we will go up. What does it mean, As Rashi explains, If Hashem says us to go up to the sky, make ladders, and go up to the sky, and that's whatever Hashem says, all of this will be successful. So basically he says, this would require like similar to going up to the sky. But that folk the Mabrishton that you have to listen to Hashem without any calculations. Even if going to Eretz Yisrael is would be similar to a matter. Which had never, even miraculous, never happened. We were never going up to the skies. And still we would do that. So the argument means that it's not just something super, super out of nature. So that's, they didn't believe, or they didn't expect that. That's what they said. The Baal does the Mekuvan in Shluch HaMaraglim is given. Since the intent of sending the Maraglim was, in order to figure out and find out the Shtarkeit from Yeshvehor, it's, the strength of the people that live in the land of Eretz Yisrael. And by finding out, they can prepare themselves to a natural war. And based on nature, the estimation of the Meraglim. Why is there such a storm? Why is there such a uh, complaint? Of the sin, the fact that they expressed the conclusion from their estimation. So it doesn't seem to be such a strong sin. That's what basically the Ramban asks as the Rebbe articulates it and brings it out that it doesn't seem like everything else that was said over there doesn't seem to have the severity of a sin. And this is what Rashi is coming to explain by asking Loma Nismuchah. This question Rashi answers by explaining Loma Nismuchah. This closeness of this portions, it gives us an understanding. In what did the sin of the Meraglim consist of? What was their sin? Okay, but still, in Oizdal, first we have to explain why is Rashi, the Rebbe asked, why is Rashi asking, why is it brought close? Why is it written next to there when it happened right after it? And the Rebbe explains certain things, even if they take place one acts to the other, they should not follow in order to distinguish between these two cases. Rabbi will bring an example, Pasha Balishko, uh, with the uh, interruption of the Parsha in the middle to separate between two Peronius. Miriam was a Sadekis. The Meraglim failed and caused all the end to sin. 
why would we bring together? We should seemingly make a space there. And to teach us and to answer what was the sin of the miracle. Let's look inside Dalit. The beard in them, the explanation is those was Rashi Frekt Lomanismuchulu. This that Rashi asks, why was it brought close? Although that the sending of the scouters, the spies, took place immediately after the portion of Miriam. Because in the literal uh, style of the Pasuk, when we learn it, sometimes you need to interrupt between two portions. Even though that chronologically, they needed to state one next to the other. But still, there is a reasonable logic by Pshitusha Mikra that they should not be. By their Parsha, Rashi already similarly had explained in the portion. In Baal it says, it seems like it was placed out of place over there. Rashi says, Why did the Torah put it in place, the Vahibin Sayor and these two Psukim? Right in the middle of the story over there. Because there were two sins, as Rashi explains. There were two sins of the Yidden over there. And because of the two sins, it was placed to make an interruption. So you see that sometimes things shouldn't follow. We shouldn't have one on top of the other. But by us, there's another reason why we shouldn't write with seem. As far as our matter, when we learn these two portions, the portion of being a portion of the Meraglim, one following the other, both that we're discussing, one can make a Great mistake on Mainan and think as Miriam and the Meraglim that Miriam and the Meraglim are in the Zalbadarkechazeshom, that Miriam and these spies are in the same step, same level, God forbid. Or maybe they're similar. They're close to each other in their contents, what they did. by Miriam, by the Meraglim. So maybe there's a moral equivalence over here. And that's where they're placed next to each other. Umchoch, it's, it's, it's quite obvious. You see that there's really no moral equivalence because Miriam, we all waited for her after seven days. And after the Meraglim, the entire Jewish people were punished not to be for 40 days. Even though you can see the, the difference from one extreme to the other extreme. By the results of the sin. By Miriam, and when it comes to Miriam, even after Miriam was locked up, so the people did not travel until Miriam was gathered in. And why? says This was a special honor that Hashem distinguished and gave to Miriam. So you see, Miriam got this honor. But look what happened, the results, what of the Miraglim, Aleph, 
The Meraglim is by Yamusu Bemagefa. They themselves died in the plague. Base number two, they caused the Gansev Doiris Yipubamidbar. Entire generation will perish in the desert. And Gibul Iberdem is Ubnechim Rebamidbar Shona. So that their children of the uh, people of the of the Doir of the Midbar would have to spend 40 years wandering in the Midbar. So why do we need to tell you that they shouldn't be uh, uh, separated because some people can make a mistake? Uh, so we don't need to separate it because it's obvious. No. But there's still Kemenoberzogm. One would say that there's still a mirror, uh, an equivalent to Torah puts them together. The difference from the result is because Miriam didn't cause anybody else to sin, and the Miraglim did, but it's not. But the sin itself, there should be some sort of a moral equivalence in their sin. So the Torah should not write them together. Rebbe explains. Kemen over Zogun, we can, however, say, Ados is neither far was the Miraglim given the Rishon It's not maybe because they were evil that they are much different than Miriam. Nor Valdurch need Zain Zohir Bidiburum, because they weren't careful the way they spoke. So all Yidin stumbled in Merida Bahashem in rebelling against Hashem. They did not want to go to Ertisro. Mashenkin by Miriam was in Loshan Horis given Loisan in Yaproti. Her Loshna was only a personal matter, it was just her. But the equivalence may still be there. On the far is Rashi Maitik in the Dibra Maschil, Oich Diverter, not only Shlach, but Lecho Anoshim. Because Rashi is the, what, what does it mean, Hashem says Lecho Anoshim? That means that they were distinguished people. So this further emphasizes the possibility of misconstruing that Miriam somehow is equal to the Meraglim. Because they were l'shlach l'cha anoshim. Rashi means was l'cha anoshim. But does it noch mer mechazik dev shoros l'tois? That further strengthens the possibility for making a mistake. As the meraglim zanin gleich that they are equal a koparim elach or similar to Miriam to Miriam. The Baal does the meraglim zanin gishik givorn l'cha, which is l'daitcha. That's to for Moshe. That was l'cha meaning you to Moshe's opinion, Moshe's view. And Moshe sent them such a mission, a responsible mission that was so important. That points to the fact, this shows us that they had the greatest milas, they had the greatest advantages. When it's Tam Milas, and not only were they just great people, but in the Indian Ashlichas Befrat, but specifically for this mission. Is the Torah Rufse Anoshim? The Torah calls them men that he's sending these people for this particular job, and he's sending men was main to be Rashi Taishas. This means Rashi says, What does it mean, men? Loshon Chashivas, that they were important. Kshedim Hoyu, initially they were Kshedim. So all this gives us a room for a mistake. So Rashi says, so why do we burn it together with Miriam to give you a room to 
mistaken that they have a similarity. It's good to show So in order to reject such a mistake, as the Meraglim that these Meraglim are not, God forbid, on a similar level to Miriam, should have interrupted. Sufficient so the two parshias in between the two portions, with another inya with another subject matter. The Rebbe Frech Rashi, that's where Rashi asks. So why was the portion of Meraglim brought close to the portion of Miriam? So as the Rebbe, the Rebbe explained, even though chronologically this follows. But since a moral equivalence can be gained from the fact that they're next to each other and think that they are at the same level, should have interrupted. So the answer that Rashi gives is to point out that the Torah put it together to explain to you the great sin of these miraglim that they had just witnessed. That's why we put it together, even though there could be a mistake. But the Torah wants to explain to us that we should understand why the Meraglim were so punished. Rebbe asked before, what did they do so bad? It was punished because they just saw what took place with Miriam, the sister of Moshe, when she spoke about Moshe. As Rebbe will explain all the details. And yet they went and they continued on the bad path. That's why the Torah brings it together. Hey, I've done and for Rashi. This is what Rashi answers. She got smitten for occupation in Dibo. These evil people saw what took place and they did not take the last Torah is masmich. It's very partial. The Torah brings the these two portions together. in order to relate. Nochan Indian, an additional aspect in Goidul Chayta Meraglim, in the great sin of the spies. which, according to Pshat, gives us the answer. Goidul Einsham, what the great punishment for them. Just now, very close by, an opportunity to learn a lesson from Miriam, from the story of Miriam. They did not take the lesson. Rashi says specifically the Roshan, the row was so obvious, you didn't even need to learn it or figure it out. Their Muser is given, the lesson was neat in an oifen. It wasn't in a situation as menot and gedarfta rois lemen, that you needed to figure it out, to learn it out. By reflecting in vos menot gizen in what you have seen, menotos nor gedarft nemen zu zich. Loch, you just got to take it. It was just so obvious. You didn't have to learn it. Rov le lochum musesich. For them, Bozeom Gedarf Nemen Muser von Maise Miriam. 
the fact that they needed to take a lesson from the story of Miriam is muchach as the chatoim zainen in themselves so. That is evidence that the sins are in the same category. I'm not talking not the same moral equivalence from Miriam and the Miragnum, but it's the same category of sin. Zalbusuk, the far can and That's why you can take the lesson and to reject the sin of the Miraglim from the rejection of the sin of Miriam. The far is for standing they suffered Goshen Rashi. That's why we understand the addition that Rashi emphasized. And this Rishoyim, Rashi wants to point out these are Rishoyim. But these Rishoyim could have had an opportunity. They're not in the same moral equivalence to Miriam, but it's in the same category that they could have learned from it. Rishoyim, the Midba Voronter, as their Faglach Tzivishun de Meorois, that the Comparison of this happening for the Beit Parshis is nor We're not comparing the people that committed the sin, Miriam and the Miraglim, but we're comparing the sin. dimension. But we talk about the mention, the people. Rashi says, These are not the, not these are evil. There is doesn't say sinners, things like that. No, these are evil people. for Miriam. Which would be totally opposite of Miriam. We were just closely learned as covered that Hashem gave her honor. So these are Rishoyim, but they could have learned from the sin. Okay? What is it special about the sin of, of Miriam? And we'll understand that way, we can understand. Why that category of sin was Miriam? What was the Rishoyim? Uh, they should have seen and they should have not just taken to themselves the lesson and not behaved the way they did. But first, we have to understand the Rebbe explains now in his book. So, what was it that Miriam uh, really did? So, Miriam didn't intend to degrade her brother, Moshe, Miriam. Amir was was uh, was in pain for for his uh, for his wife for Tzipora that he separated himself from her. The problem was Iske Dibor, as Rashi says. This was a discussion of uh, uh, talking about. You should have gone to Moshe Rabbeinu and discussed with him why why he's doing what he's doing. But talking about it was and the Maraglim behaved didn't take it the lesson, and they went with their issues publicly, and they made a whole big revolt. But, it is not understood. Why, what was actually the sin of Miriam? She discussed about the Isha Kushis, that he has married, and now he divorced her. First of all, that was true. He divorced her. He divorced her and he caused her pain. 
Oich had Miriam nit gesucht reden schlecht zu Moshe. It wasn't that Miriam was looking to speak bad about Moshe. Loin is kam on the Ganoisa. She did not intend to degrade him. Sie hat nur nicht gemacht ihre Abschätzung von Meilus Moshe. She just did not have a proper uh, evaluation of how great Moshe is. As it was necessary. As is eine noch mehr von der Meile was be Moshe Dibra Hashem. They're greater than just in Moshe Hashem spoke to, because their argument was that Hashem speak to Moshe and to us also. We still stayed married. And they didn't realize that Moshe is a greater Maile, even than the Maile of Hashem speaking to Moshe. Ziyot Gerechunt, she had figured, she figured, uh, Miriam, as Moshe had that Moshe should not have separated himself from his wife. So it turns out she didn't estimate properly the greatness of Moshe Rabbeinu. Is then to them nit farstein the godless from Moshe and the tachlisa. So the fact that she did not fully appreciate Moshe Rabbeinu's greatness, then she deserves such a punishment. Zokhtarashi, that's what Rashi explained. As the chetis bashtanan, the sin consisted not in dibarah. It wasn't bad talk. Not in iske dibar. Occupation in dibar. The etzim zach was yotzich farnumen. The fact itself, that she occupied herself. Yotzich oisigavem mit dibar. That she occupied herself with this talking, to speak at length. She should have confronted Moshe without discussing this. She saw that Moshe was doing something, a conduct that she doesn't understand. She should not have discussed it, speak about it. And in a way of occupation, even though she only said the truth, she had no intentions to degrade him. If you preoccupy yourself to speak about Moshe, does not lead to, does not bring you to speaking good. They can only lead to speaking in the opposite. And if she wanted to understand Moshe's Rabbeinus, she should have asked him in a question mark and quietly. Similar to this was the sin of the Meraglis. They did not say any lies about Eretz But the way they discussed it, from Iske Dibu, they preoccupied themselves with Dibu. They had so talked about umbaret and spoken of the starkai. They discussed the strength of the Yeshua Oretz of those who sit in the land. So they scared the Jews from Bechlal Bel and Gain Eretz Yisrael. So at all, they didn't want to go to Eretz Yisrael. If they were wondering, how Hashem is telling us to go to Eretz Yisrael, the Yeshua Oretz. At the time that those inhabitants of the land are so powerful, they should have spoken in short, or they should have simply asked Moshe. These askers, the preoccupation, the iski dibu, the occupation in this, the speeching of talking about it. To totally talk about 
the strength of those who live in the land, until they actually eventually said the conclusion, we can't go up, nor this can only lead in Sumerida to rebel. Until they said, let's put a leader and let's go back to Mitzrayim. In Ois Zion, the Rebbe will explain how come Miriam actually did uh, speak uh, instead of going to Meishan. Well, how come she behaved in that way? Uh, and uh, Rebbe said the problem was that Miriam couldn't believe that her brother Moshe should be so much greater. And uh, the same problem was the Miraglim. They believed since they were chosen for this mission, so that's it. It can be nothing more. If they don't feel that they're capable, so they have a right to sort of pass judgment. Let's look inside. Zion. Vi kumte stake as Miriam zolzich Isaac Zion in Dibo of Moshe. How come it actually takes place? Mission says she should occupy herself with Dibo and Moshe. That's understood from the argument that Miriam said. Did Hashem only speak to Moshe? Hashem also spoke to us. Since they knew that Hashem spoke in us, to us, to to so she did not really get as the Hechekite from Moshe Lagabe that the greatness of Moshe relative to them is as gross, it is so great. To the extent that he's going to cause pain, to the Isha Kushis, as Rashi translates, that it means that she was beautiful in everything. She was an exceptionally and caused her this pain. They didn't think that he should be allowed, but he's doing this correct. They didn't estimate his greatness. They didn't think that that will exempt him from the fulfillment of the Hashem's command not to diminish the time that one is obligated to spend with his wife, to the extent that he separated himself from his wife. So they didn't think that he was allowed to do that because they undervaluated Moshe Rabbeinu's how much greater it can be than them when they're also, Hashem spoke to them. is given by the Meraglim, similar was by the Meraglim. By them, it, 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 it appeared in, their, in the way they figured as Vibald, as Moshe, since that Moshe chose them up, Hashem, based upon Hashem, is in their shlichas, in this mission, it's not, is it, 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 that in this mission, that anybody should be higher, and to understand better than them. by since by them, they were agents of Hashem. Is given We felt in our eyes like grasshoppers. They came back and they said they looked in our own eyes. We were like grasshoppers. So therefore, they were certain. They were of the opinion with a certainty. That this is actually according to based on Hashem truthfully. As far as all Yidden. And therefore, they took out a conclusion 
from themselves of all you. we won't be able to go up. Since going to Eretz was not something that made sense to them, so they occupied themselves in Masbir Zayin, then they explained this at length. In Diba, in the talk, they badmouthed, basically. Eretz Not just saying facts, it's badmouthing, it's Baretan. And that's why we also understand now, based on this, Favos Rashi is Meshif, why Rashi adds the words that I've asked before, as Dibra, as Miriam Dibra Bachia, she's spoken to her brother. Speaking to her brother explains, this is more explains how the Maraglim did not learn the lesson. For Miriam and in them, and this aspect of not being able to evaluate another higher than themselves. They, they should have learned that somebody else may know better than they did, just like Miriam made that mistake. She didn't evaluate her brothers higher. My Miriam is given a prat in the mched was One of the details of the sin was that she spoke against her brother. Was a brother, she spoke against her brother. A brother is, she thinks, is almost like her. Was a brother is chatsi besore, as the Pasik says, it's half of a flesh, come from the same parent. Umbeteva. And naturally, and it is difficult to uh, give to your own brother as he's half of me. In other words, I'm equal to him, basically. Together with being half of me is infinitely greater than me. On your own brother, it's very hard. So Miriam's underestimation was her brother. So she didn't think her brother was that much infinitely greater. And yet Miriam got punished for that. The Miraglim should not, were not allowed to think more than this even as all Yidin, including must follow their decision and uh, they need to convince everybody that not to go to Eretz Yisrael or Bared in Eretz Yisrael. In Ois Ches, the Rebbe further explains the deed that Rashi says, Ro, the fact that they actually saw and yet they didn't take the lesson. Ches, there's another emphasis in this Rashi, or a, a specific language that Rashi uses, they saw and they didn't take a lesson. It would seem that this particular word, they saw Ibrik, as what Gidab Shtayne should have stated, they didn't take a lesson. We'll understand it by first introducing a general uh, surprise in the story of the Meraglim. What is this chadish given by the Meraglim? What was came new? What did they find out new when they visited Israel? And if they feel to the extent that those say they're shrokan, that this scared them, be some time, and they argued, we cannot go up. 
the alle Sachen, was they have dort gesehen, all these aspects that they saw there, that the people are powerful, those sit in the land, etc. They knew this from before. While they were in Egypt, they already knew what is their matzah, the situation, what is the situation? What takes place in the land of Canaan? And base, and number two, the Rebbe brings over there, but number one, that we knew what's going on in base. All of the P.E. said, they melted all those people that sit in the Canaan. They knew about all inhabitants of Canaan and their strength. And there's more. Because there would be no surprise they melted. They melted because they were strong. So they knew about the strength of the Yeshua And yet they were prepared to go to Eretz Yisrael. So what happened now is the beer in them, the explanation based on the saying of our sages of blessed memory. A hearing is not the same as seeing. They just heard about the strength of the inhabitants of the land. They weren't impacted, affected by their difficulties. And they were ready to go to Eretz Yisrael. When they saw with their own eyes how this people is powerful, etc., so that impacted them. That they should retract their earlier agreement. Was the far the come upon? Many time was emphasized in their discussion. They said, "Ra'inu, Ra'inu, we saw They saw it by themselves." He showed them the fruit of the land. And that's what Rashi has to emphasize. They saw. Rashi has to say, they saw. In other words, they just heard it. Maybe that wouldn't have changed their mind. Here too, this lesson, they actually witnessed this. Since they just themselves saw, what took place with Miriam, and they should have had the same force to overcome that test from what they've seen in Eretz Canaan, in the fact what they've seen just take place by Miriam. If they had only heard about Miriam's punishment, then you could not demand why didn't you not take Musa? Rashi has to add the words, not just if they just because the reason that took brought him to this sin is was seeing and what would give them the power to stop the sin was only hearing is Rashi mad? That's what Rashi says. No, no. 
Also, the strength to not to sin is given by was also seen. And still, they didn't take the lesson. In Oistes, the Rebbe will bring out that we see the greatness that Moshe Rabbeinu, notwithstanding, he could have written down other things in between the parshas, but he made sure to write the parshas together to give the Maragdan opportunity to learn from, 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 from Miriam. He put them right in there. Say, learn from Miriam. The Rebbe goes through the a discussion that uh, even though it turns out that it's a um, putting down a little bit Miriam by putting them together, but in order to benefit them, we should do try everything. Let's look inside. Test. From the wondrous matters in the portion of halacha that we find uh, in this Rashi, the Rebbe says maybe just to for sharpening for the uh, intellectual exercise of Mashaila by introducing a question. How is Taka the Torah bringing, making the portion of Miriam to the Dorsh Miriam, And this can cause a suspicion about Miriam as he is at to the Maragdan, that maybe she's a little bit somewhat similar to the Maragdan. We have a command that you must be clean from Hashem and Yisrael. In other words, you're not allowed to do anything to allow other people to make a mistake. And here, Yisrael, you're not being the king because you're pulling them together. Maybe we can answer that Rashi's, Rashi's view on the Torah. We have, Rashi goes like the view. Rashi goes like the view it's not that the whole Torah was written together, but every portion was written, and then they were uh, stitched, put together. Moshe Rabbeinu immediately wrote down every portion. So, so maybe it makes sense to say, before the Meraglim got bad and everything else, the first time when it was Shlach Lecho, they weren't bad yet, that was still good. So Moshe Lach Fashim Yeh the Parsha. He said, "Mistabel Leimer, as they're only from Parsha Shlach, that the beginning of the Parsha Shlach, Alzvos is forgikum in the Mizalbim Tov Chavtas Sivon, what took place in the twenty ninth day of Sivon, un midem hotzich for ending the Shlach Lecho that ended the Shlach Lecho because later on they went for forty days, but the Shlach Lecho ended on the twenty ninth of Sivon. The Shikun un the Shaychus from Moshe and the Shlichus and Moshe's Rabbeinu's connection to it Shlach Lecho that was all done on the twenty ninth day." So on the 29th day, what Moshe Rabbeinu was is given Azoris. Moshe Rabbeinu was quick, Khulu. Gleich Farshirim immediately wrote it down because they need to uphalten the Tzukum of Anocha Parsha in Teresh Biksav, not to delay the additional portion in the Teresh Biksav. So he wrote right away the Parsha Shlach. So move on to Pashut. As Yedder talked by Midbar, that every day in the Midbar, which would include the 28th and the 29th day of Sivan, of when the seventh day of Miriam's clothing and then the uh, 29th of the Sandra Ragnus. And given that Ibu Godl Moid were 
a tremendous amount of passing and happenings that took place by the Shishim Riba, the 600,000 of the males, then you have to add as much and so much and so much for Noshim women and children. Because they traveled from Chatzedes to Midbar uh, Poran, so there was a traveling and there was a camping. Piruk Vakomas Hamishkon, you had to undo the Mishkon and raising it, Vachulu Vachulu, etc., etc. Fundimerois is given a ribu godu. There was a lot of things happening. Suvishna Hosef Miriam, the Chofches Sivan, when Miriam was gathered in on the 28th of Sivan, Koydim Silaka Mishkon before the Mishkon has been removed. Unamira Shlachlacho and the saying of Shlachlacho. Nochen Oishtel. The golem that was already after things were set up and the Mishkan unoch them noch batikravayin and like kulcham chulu passing in parshas varim says you all came to me so there was a whole big affair a whole big to do before Moshe Rabbeinu actually sent shlach lecha toizun terun toizun ter pasirin a thousand thousand happenings of mafsik events vishna house of Miriam that really interrupted between Miriam's gathering back in and the sending of the Meraglim. Also, not just some happenings, but for mitzvahs. They traveled by Hashem's word, which is a mitzvah. The onan moved and there were mitzvahs in between. They brought the karbonis in the mishkan. It's a smichas is ober given. So, what does it mean? It was close. It wasn't actually close ever. Smichas was given in Moshe Rabbeinu's Shreiden from Parshas Meraglin to Parshas Midyar. Moshe Rabbeinu wrote this next to the portion of Miriam. So they should have learned the lesson not from what happened, that this happened next to this, this was closed because in, in happenings were a lot. But when it means that they didn't take Musa, they didn't take Musa, that the portions were written next to each other. When the Farat men farkukt, if them was mishtelt the parsha arayim in amokim was not noisim mokim lechshad, and that's why they looked away and they put the portion, even though there is a place for suspicion about Miriam. Kedayitzu bavorinen farhitin the meraglim in order to protect the meraglim. So what the nismacha was, the Torah wrote in such a way to try. To protect the Meraglim. So that means that it's, it's close to each other. As light of a shver, but there's a difficulty. We don't say to a person sin, so your friend will benefit. So here we're telling Yisim Nikiyim, we're putting. Uh, Miriam and Achshad, so we're not being Mekayim to be clean from Hashem and placing an Achshad in order to protect the Meraglim because this was the only Lach they should take. But the real, the real is a rule. We don't say, do a sin so your friend will benefit. We're putting Miriam, Moshe Rabbeinu is putting Miriam in that place, uh, in order to benefit for the Meraglim. He says, Rashi uses It's not that they sin. Okay,
And uh, the Rebbe will explain that when do we say if if the sin has already been done, it's for the punishment, but to prevent it from the sin in Machatchila, then we do do. Let's look inside. In Yud, in Ein Chulosh Yiske Chaveroch, Ein Odom Lodom Chatei Gudash Yis Chaveroch. We don't tell you to sin so your friend will benefit. Is Rashi Mefarif, Rashi Mefarish, Shelo Yis Chayv Chaveroch or Ein Neshamor. Your friend should not be punished a more serious punishment. Why does Rashi talk about punishment? Don't sin so your friend shouldn't sin. Now, why about punishment? Isn't it woman? Rashi should have said, as she is means made as that nitzel werden von over You do a smaller sin, so your friend will be saved from a bigger sin. Just so you shouldn't get a stronger punishment. Yes, the key is as Kavonas Rashi is with the day in Toysus. The Rashi's intention is as the opinion in Toysus. As those was ain't oimnum chulu. When do we say we don't say don't sin? Is dafkim and the meisters lo yisur kvar The person has done the isur, and therefore you can prevent him from a greater punishment. We say no. But if we're talking about protecting your friend, that to begin with he shouldn't come to a serious sin, not just the punishment, but the sin. Then we do say small, do a small sin in order to protect your friend from a serious sin. The Faris Rashi Madgish. That's why Rashi emphasizes only so it should be in Shomer. Then we're not going to tell you, put yourself out, do a smaller Aveda so he should be protected from a stronger, from a serious sin. So Matkish Zayin, Rashi is emphasizing that those was in Emre Chulu is not when there is Chavarnasa. It's only when it's already been done. So there's only an issue of a punishment. Then don't do it. Umevil for Ma'ivrim blows the Ma'inish. But when you can prevent from the Aveda, then you would stop. Ma'pizeh is Farshtandik. You should do the smaller sin for him. Ma'pizeh Farshtandik. Ma'pizeh Farshtandik. You can't arrange to Miriam and Achshad. Why the Torah was allowed to? Put Miriam in this suspicion by making the parshes closer. Because what they should have learned from it, they shouldn't have been sin. They didn't take the lesson while the they should have protected and not done the Aveda. So Farhitna mentioned. To protect the person, so he doesn't come to a sin, bring him to an Yishore to bring him to a proper straight conduct. This is Mesichas Shabbos Parshas Shlach Tovshin Chofei.